Welcome to the Fearless Pursuits Podcast, where it's that time to slap your doubts and fears around, learn marketing and sales strategies, mindset hacks, and even a little metaphysical thrown in for good measure so you can have a breakthrough to success in your own life and business. I'm Sharon Lee, an online life and business coach and serial entrepreneur for over 25 years. My goal is to share with you everything that I've learned along the way, including the good, the bad, and the ugly. Each week, we'll explore what it takes to reach your goals and dreams and create that financial freedom through online entrepreneurship. If you're ready to dig in, listen in now to today's episode. Hello, hello, it's Sharon Lee here, and welcome back for those fearlesspreneurs out there who are slaying it in their businesses, and for those who are just getting started too. Just so you know, this is the podcast for entrepreneurs who want to create wealth and the freedom it can buy, and I want you to know. You are in the right place if you realize your mind can sometimes be your worst enemy and yet your best asset too. You're the kind of person who knows it's a mix of mindset and a good dose of business strategies, right? The fearlesspreneurs are the listeners who say no to mediocrity and move boldly and courageously towards making decisions of creating a beautiful life, a freedom, peace, and a rich bank account while they change the world. These are conscious entrepreneurs here. All right. So today's topic comes from a comment that I hear a lot. So let's just crack this open and dissect it. I've got my air quotes up here. I hate sales. Yeah, that's what this podcast is about. How to stop hating sales. So that's what a gal told me yesterday on one of my breakthrough calls. She continued by saying, got my air quotes up here. I just dread getting on a call with someone. I hear it all the time. For all of those coaches and consultants out there who feel like her, listen up. I'm going to give you four things that will help you today so that you can close more sales and start working with high paying clients so that you can actually feel really good about sales. See, that's the bottom line here is, you see, when we have a thought like that, I hate sales, that's coming from something that you don't really want to do, right? It's something that you're not enjoying. And when you're not enjoying something, typically it comes from your proficiency at it. And when you say something like that, you know that you're going to be vibrating very low. And you're more than likely going to not do well on your sales calls. And your business isn't going to be doing very well either. And then you're going to be talking to yourself about maybe how you're a failure and how you can't be doing this business thing. You see, I know all this because this is what my clients are telling me when they first come to work with me. You know, we just open it all up. We really dive in deep to what is working, what's not working. And we find out that it 
boils down to their thoughts and their feelings around things. The image that they have about themselves, I'm just not good at sales, right? Um, so these are things that they say. So um, that's why this is really important for us to really dissect today. So I want you to really, you know, get your notepad out, whatever you got to do, and listen up. Because when you master these four things, you'll always have a thriving business. So let's just get going. So number one, you want to be able to pre-qualify, right? So pre-qualifying isn't just a suggestion. It's part of the must-do process. This is how I avoid tire kickers and the low-paying clients, right? So pre-qualifying can be done in your marketing. This is really terrific way for you to really be thinking about when you're putting content out. Uh, people get to know you. They they know what you what your boundaries are, who you are, how you handle things. Um, you know and sometimes you can even talk about how much you charge and in that way uh, you know people are ready right they know how much you charge they know about what you put up with they know your personality right so this is where it's really helpful for you to just really be talking about this in your marketing so this is the thing you have to know what your prospect is thinking right you want to know what their objections are in the very beginning when you're creating your content when you're creating your marketing materials and in this way you can talk about it in your marketing materials and so when you're answering these things they get to decide when they're reading it or listening to it maybe you're doing a live stream or a webinar or you know a five-day challenge in your group or something like that so they'll see for themselves before they even get on the call with you if they are a candidate right so that's why this is so impactful so this way they know straight away how you feel about their objections, for example. Honestly, it's a great way to get them thinking about it ahead of time so they can work through the objections in their own mind. Because sales is all about psychology. Always remembering that these people want to solve their problems, but they are the weakest link in solving their problems. They know this. You know, when you think about you as a coach or consultant, an entrepreneur who has any sort of sales conversation, I, I often call them money conversations because it boils down to their objections. Often the objections are, I can't afford it. Okay, that's why I call them money object, money conversations. You see, um, often that's what it's really all about. So when we know that money is one of their biggest objections with hiring you, for example, it's really helpful to talk about it in your marketing. So this is a way that they can be thinking about it ahead of time because they know that they want to solve the problem, but they have to know you know how they're going to get their problem solved and more than likely it's going to be dishing out a little bit of money to invest in themselves invest in their own um, business whatever it is that they're doing whoever it is you serve we realize that you know self-improvement personal development personal growth is the way that we're going to achieve our goals so what do we do with that as a person 
we'll, we'll buy books, right? If we realize that maybe we need to lose a little extra weight or something, then we will typically buy a book. Um, we know that the gyms can help us, so we get a gym membership. We know that we need to maybe diet, do some green juices, so we'll go out and you know, learn some recipes on how to eat clean, for example, right? So these are people who know that they have a problem and they invest in themselves to do certain things to get themselves to achieve a certain level of success. The same is true when, you know, you want to find your soulmate. Um, there's some healing involved there. You might get a book. You might hire um, someone to help you with that, Um listening to podcasts, listening to uh, videos, all kinds of things like that, journaling. So this is an investment of time. But this is what people do. And they realize sometimes they can't do it themselves and they're going to have to invest a little deeper. So they know ahead of time that they're going to have to invest some serious money and this is why it's important to talk about it um, you know spending money with getting your services because they can't possibly think that it's free so using that in your marketing really helps them work through it um, because it's always it, it's about money it's about time it's about their spouse um, sometimes they just lie and they just say now isn't the right time and um, they make up excuses sometimes it's not excuses maybe it's a it's a real reason now is not the right time um, the thing is is that we can talk ourselves out of things um, and then in six months from now or a year from now, we'll just have the same problem that we had before, which is why we need to be better at making decisions. And that's part of self-growth there too. So you see, we can talk about all of those types of objections in our messaging and help people make a decision because they need you to help them make a, a, an informed decision and help them really um, you know work on their own mindset around uh, working with you so let's go to number two so the foundation for specific basics have to be in place there's no doubt about it so these are things like your messaging right kind of like what we talked about mindset sales skills and even branding but in the actual sales call you need to know how to lead your clients to the ultimate solution okay so all of those things are basic foundations uh, the messaging is around your branding and that's uh, bringing awareness talking about the objections as I said before with your messaging all of those things right so um, actually knowing how to do the sales call is kind of a big one for a lot of people they just say I don't know how to do this right that's your sales structure so not having this simple framework in place is why so many coaches and consultants can't seem to grow their businesses online right now we are really trying to build our businesses so that they're virus free um, poverty-free, uh, recession 
proof, you know, all of those things. And so that means that we have to start getting really good at our messaging. We have to get really good at um, talking to people and um, <clears throat> making offers and getting on sales calls. So this is the thing we realize we're growing our businesses online. And with that sheer fact, with our desire of working with people all over the world, and suddenly now you have opened up your entire world to so many more people than you realized before. And that's why I'm able to stay pretty booked out most of the time. So trust me here, winging it on a call, on a money conversation or a sales call, never ever works. So how do I know this? Because that's what Brooke Sharon used to do. Yeah, once upon a time, um, you know, I was kind of a mess in my head. Uh, actually, I just wrote a post on my personal timeline today talking about thinking of ourselves as a work in progress and realizing that we need to own our own stuff. And that's that personal development, that that growth that I was talking about before. And that's what made me broke as I wasn't willing to do that work. You know, it's so funny because I came from so much success. It's just that, honestly, my divorce really did a number on my psyche. I just was talking to myself really bad. And I saw myself as a failure. And I've since decided that I just, I don't fail. I was just not in alignment with certain things. So that's a very elevated way of thinking. And I, I want to really be able to focus in more on structures and um, the way that I'm being, my self-image of what I believe I'm capable of, really just constantly up-leveling myself and who I believe I can be. And that's exactly why I know winging it on a sales conversation doesn't work. You actually need to be somebody completely different when you're having a money conversation. Who do you need to be? You need to be somebody who is willing to risk it all to go beyond the no. You've got to be that person who can go really deep and ask questions and really coach them on their objections. And we're talking about this in a really deep way in my mastermind. Um, which won't be open for enrollment for another four months. Um, and that is something that you'll want to get into for sure when it does open up for enrollment. But um, so much breakthrough happening there. So the thing is with Broke Sharon, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> and I ended up not just broke, but with really low self-confidence and just like my clients hating sales because I didn't see the importance of really being proficient at sales and the sales structure. There was a lot of things that I, I didn't realize I needed to be good at, but so much is different with an online business than it ever was with my brick and mortar businesses. Um, you know, back when we used to have yellow pages, you know, it was so easy to get clients. That's the way people shopped, but 
People don't shop that way anymore. Now they're shopping online, looking for people to solve their problems, just like you, right? You're looking for someone to solve your problems. And we use social media, we use the internet to do that. Uh, we don't, we, we no longer have access to the yellow pages like that anymore. Um, so the thing is, is that we, we know that doing business ourselves is very different than it used to be. So we have to kind of take a cue from how we shop for services. Um, so the thing about that is we realize that we have to be better at um, sales calls. We have to be better with being able to um, work with our mindset and you know messaging and branding and all of those things. Uh, so I mean you can only hit your head against the wall just so many times before you start to feel really bad about yourself. That's exactly what happened to me when I would do a sales conversation. You know, they sounded like they were so interested and then you would get to the very end, you know, yeah, I want to work with you. It's just now isn't the, is the, isn't the right time or yeah, you know, I just don't have the money right now and I didn't really know how to handle that. And the thing is, is when someone is saying typically now isn't the right time or I don't have the money they're just really scared see you have to remember that people will will fight like heck to stay where they are because it's scary for them to change so if you got on a sales conversation with someone a money conversation with someone let's say that you were of the mindset that coaching is valuable and you as a coach or a consultant an entrepreneur um, really felt that coaching with someone was going to give you some value, either relationship coaching, um, business coaching, life coaching, um, fitness and wellness coaching, all of those things, right? You think, oh, I just can't do this myself. I just need to hire someone. So then you realize this. You actually go out and reach out to someone you were following. You go through and you actually get on the sales call with them and you're really feeling bonded to this person and you're really feeling like they they can really help you because you've been following them. You already know a little bit about them and then what happens? You come to that very end where you say, okay, yeah, I'm, I really want to do this. How much do you charge? And you find out and they're like, oh, no, I don't think I can do that, right? In your head, that's what you're thinking, but that's not what you're going to say. So we often say things that protect us from having to be vulnerable and saying the truth, like, oh, I have to use a credit card. Um, I don't really have the money. I, you know, I don't want to max out my credit cards. That was me. I didn't want to have to tell my story about my finances to somebody who was literally going to help me increase my income. It seemed embarrassed, embarrassing, and see, that was my mindset. Um, so I basically lied and said that I, you know, I just didn't have it, but I, I did. I could have, you know, given them credit cards from a couple of different accounts and made it happen. Ultimately, that's what I did do because I got so tired of where I was, you know, so many years. My first two years in business, I didn't make any money at all. Um, so that was the thing. Um, I realized I needed to change. And so a couple of 
I guess you would call them discovery calls or strategy calls later, I finally got over myself and hired someone and, and spent the money I didn't have. And that was the best decision that I made. But, you know, the other part of that was, is, you know, I thought to myself, wow, this is a lot of money. I think um, the first one was like $10,000. The second one was like $30,000. It was a lot of money for me. And I was thinking, okay, Sharon, if you spend $30,000 and you can't make this thing work, you have to live with yourself. And I thought to myself, I don't know if I can live with myself. I just got $30,000 in debt and I can't make this thing work for whatever reason. I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust that person. And it really wasn't even about them. It was more about me. Like, okay, Sharon, what makes you think this person is the one that's going to help you? But see, it's not that person that's going to help you. It's you. (laughs) And that was something that I didn't get. And I had to really, I had to make the investment. And it hurt really hard. And that was when it hurt so hard that I said, okay, (laughs) I'm going to do everything within my power to do the work, right? So that's the thing. When it costs so much money, you're really heavily invested and that's a good thing because that's when it can kick you in the butt to do the work. If it only costs you like $500 or something like that or, you know, yeah, like $800, that's a lot of money for a lot of people. But still, you would, you still might not think that you're going to do the work because it still didn't hurt you enough. You don't have enough invested. So that's really powerful for us when we realize that we have to be really invested in ourselves and we have to go that extra mile to do the work, right? So we ha- we realize that we have to have this framework in place and we know that the person that we're on the call with is going to have some sort of an objection. And like I told you, it is, it's too expensive. I don't have the time. I have to talk with my, my spouse, my partner, or now is not the right time. And like I said, all of these are typically stories, excuses, sometimes their reasons, real legit reasons. And I never would want anybody to go into debt to work with me, right? That's their decision. That was a decision I made. And it was, for me, it was a great decision. But that is not right for everybody. They have to feel good. And one of the questions you can ask and when they when they come to you with their decision is ask them, how does it feel to be making your decision based on not having that money? How does it feel to be making your decision of, you know, not getting the help you need on your husband's answer? And so when you have them answering it, well, it doesn't feel very good. How does it feel to, to wait until you know, X thing has happened, or you sleep on it, whatever it is. And, you know, will you still be in the same place in six months from now if you wait? 
and typically they will be and I can speak from my own personal experience here and from the experience of clients who did say no to me on the phone but then kept stalking me and then ended up hiring me later that does happen a lot sometimes no means not now which is fine because people need to know when they are actually really ready for it um, and that's when you know they're fed up enough that they're willing to make whatever investments whatever choices that they have to to do the hard work um, so this is the thing you know when you're really thinking about not knowing how to do that how to overcome these objections like the ones that you give when you're talking to somebody um, in in some sort of a sales conversation listen you got to have a basic structure for for your call if you want to convert more sales and make more money it's really that simple and it's not hard it's not brain science rocket science I guess that's what they say <laughs> so we're at number three now this is your mindset around these calls so your mindset around these calls is crucial if you've got any mind drama around getting on the call the process of the, of the call your worth your programs worth or the outcome you're doomed from the very beginning and I like to teach my clients that they need to have what I call clean thinking from the very beginning and that's something that you have to do the work around because it's too easy to get caught up in your own goals like I have to meet these goals so you have to do the inner work to ground yourself and you'll get this right even better get some practice around sales conversations and you're golden that's the thing is a lot of people don't want to practice with anybody because it's awkward it's uncomfortable to do that but they should everybody should um, if you're not really good at a sales conversation um, you know you're not really sure about the sales structure or something like that um, but you know making sure that you're really focused on the person on the other end of the phone uh, maybe you're doing a zoom call so you gotta make sure that you're you're focused in on your prospect um, so you can't be thinking about whether they're gonna say yes or no you can't be thinking about um, all the bills you have to pay you can't be thinking about um, whether or not you'll be making rent you can't be thinking about um, if they're gonna like your program all of those things you're really just an ego in your head wrapped up in your head when that's what you're thinking about well I don't know if I'm gonna be able to make this call right what if they have an objection you know it would be so amazing if someone just said yeah okay let's just sign up and that's happened a few times for me um, but you know what the real work actually starts when you hear that first no and if you're a coach or a consultant you know this is where you are in service for these people 
and you have to remember that you have to be willing to fight for them for what it is they want because they're not willing to fight for them what are they doing they're fighting to to preserve their no they're fighting to stay safe they will always think about the last time you were on a call right people only buy what they want think about that car Remember the last time you were in a car dealership or wherever? You wanted that car. You needed that car. And you laid down and you you did whatever they you know the car dealership told you to do, even though it was a three hour conversation, right? Because that's always the way it is for a car. Or, you know, you wanted that updated kitchen and that bathroom. You invited someone to come into your home and talk to you about all the plans of updating your kitchen and your bathroom, right? You weren't thinking necessarily about the money. You weren't fighting for your no. You weren't fighting for that. And the reason why is because you saw value in that car. You saw value in that updated kitchen. And so the difference is when you're thinking about your prospect, will they find value in you, in what it is you offer? The thing is, is they have to want it. And hopefully your marketing has been on par with that so that they think, I have to have it. Okay, so we've talked about that in other podcasts, making that must-have offer. That's really critical. So that's where you get really good at your branding. More than anything, this is where you have to really work on your mindset and who you are being. Okay, So having a high amount of confidence in your online marketing visibility is part of the sales process. It's pre-selling and you've got to exude confidence in your marketing. No brainer. Here's the thing. There's absolutely no room for a meek mindset in a sales conversation. None. Zilch. Nada. That's why I won't even work with someone to grow their business if they aren't doing the deep mindset work it takes to get the high-end clients that they want because I know that they're not going to have results. You see, you as a coach or a consultant cannot take on the responsibility of your client making the money. It's all up to them. It's their mindset that you can give them all of these strategies but the bottom line is is it you know if they're not doing the mindset work then you know they're not likely to have a whole lot of success and there's been some research done on this Um, I remember the the first uh, bit of research that I read was back in the early 90s with children and I believe it was you know like a kindergarten class Um, But this study had to do with their self-image. It was about what the child believed about themselves. If they believed that they were good at math, if they believed that they were good at art, if they believed they were a good friend, if they believed they were friendly. So the thing about it is these children, as they progressed in school, they believed the same thing and if they if they believed in kindergarten they weren't good at math typically by the time they're in third grade fourth grade they're struggling they're struggling with that so that's the thing is your self-image about what you're capable of uh, if you're capable of, of 
branding yourself really well, being visible online, uh, being confident in a sales conversation. If you believe that you can convert somebody and you can actually go beyond their no and fight for what it is they want, uh, you know, that's the, that's the difference between somebody who is, is making um, even a million dollars in their business versus somebody who is just really kind of mediocre and just making 50000 or whatever, right? Once upon a time, that was all I ever wanted. I remember saying to myself, you know, if I can just make $50,000, then I would be happy. And the thing is, is over time, we grow, because of who we become. And that's the self-image. See, that's your your thermostat, your money thermostat, for example. And then we've talked about this in previous podcasts too. The thing is, is if you believe that your value is only $50,000, and that's all that you'll ever make. So that you you have to understand that your mindset, which you know has everything to do with your self-image, the abundance that you have, your energy, all of those things, they all go into that. And the love for your clients, not the love for your goal. And I, and I can't stress that enough. I, I, when I'm working with people, when I hear someone talking about their goals, it really is something that I... I am attuned to and realize that I have to help them see things differently. I have to help them see that they're not in this business to make money necessarily. That is the end result. But they are in this business to help people with their problems. And when you can see things from that lens, it changes everything for you. That's where you have the love and the passion for what you do. This is where your why comes in. And your why and all of that passion will help you beyond a meek mindset and help you with that confident sales conversation, that confident person you need to be. So now let's talk about number four. That's the dreaded objections. Yikes. So we kind of talked a little bit about that. Yeah, this is one of the biggest reasons coaches, consultants, freelancers, um, online entrepreneurs hate strategy calls. They hate them because of the objections. They just, they realize, well, she's probably going to say no. This is one of the biggest reasons why a lot of online entrepreneurs don't even make offers. They think, what's the point? They're probably not going to get on a call with me. Um, I don't like doing sales calls. Um, What kind of job do you think that you're going to do in a sales conversation if you are dreading it before you even get there? You're not in alignment for it, right? You're not even making the offers. You're not in alignment for having a good conversation with them. So yeah, more than likely the, the prospect is going to say no. That's what you're attracting to you. That's what you're manifesting. So, you know, this is, like I said, one of the biggest reasons that, you know, coaches, consultants, hey, strategy calls or breakthrough calls, whatever you call them. They tell me they dread these calls because they get flustered. They lose control. They don't know what to say. Kind of goes back to, I think it was point number two where we're talking about the framework, right? 
So it's super easy to allow your prospect to take control with all sorts of questions. This happens. When this happens, it's even more difficult to get to that place in the call where you put your offer out because you're so lost. You don't have that framework. And then when you get lost like that, what happens? Like point number three, your mindset, your confidence plummets. What you want to do instead is learn how you can be the solution provider by being the leader and the expert that already knows what the objections are and coach their mindset towards what it is they actually want and have no fear about it. That's the thing is we have fear about coaching someone on their mindset, coaching them on their objections. Why? Because we feel like we're being pushy. We don't want to be perceived as a salesy salesperson, right? Thing is, is that when you are maybe a solopreneur, you're an entrepreneur, you're a fearlesspreneur, you are a womanpreneur, whatever, you need to have a mindset and realize that you're a marketer and you are a salesperson, right? You're chief cook and bottle washer until you can start making more money where you can start to outsource and start to bring people on your team. You need to really be thinking about that day. We're talking about how you can create a business model, a long-term business vision where you're moving towards that day where you can begin to outsource your work because you're so successful. And that would be wonderful. The thing is, is that we realize you're doing everything right now and you have to really have a mindset switch that you are a marketer and you are a salesperson. So with that mindset, are you good at sales? Are you good with your messaging? Are you good at branding? Do you know what you're doing to grow your business? So when we're thinking about this mindset switch of really understanding that we are a solution provider, right? We are the leader. We are an expert. It's a lot like a doctor, right, where they have a prescription, right? Can you help people with their objections, right? You have to be good at being able to overcome their objections. Their objections are really just their way of saying, remember what I said? I'm scared. It doesn't always mean no. They do want to say yes because they know it'll change their life, whatever it is you offer, but they're struggling with belief in their mind. And this is your cue to get in there and help them if you have the courage to do it. Now that you've got an ace in your pocket with these four tips, right? These, these four tips are really, really going to be the game changer for you. So, you know, that's what you have to do. You have to decide how much you're going to be willing to change, how much you're going to be willing to grow. That's what this is all about, realizing that you have to have that mindset switch, that you know how to talk to your people, that you know how to attract people to you because you have to have what? A steady flow of people coming into you. 
you got to make some offers. You can't feel meek about that, right? So all of these tips, everything that I've been talking about, are your ace in your pocket. So I know you might be ready for more. And I'll show you how to get more clients, right, by making sales easier and giving you the training tips and strategies that are responsible for my own online success and the success of my clients too. And that happens in my free Facebook group, obviously in my mastermind group too. But like I said, that's not open for enrollment at the time. I do have a few spots available. If you feel so inclined, you can get on a breakthrough call with me and then we can get you hooked up on working together. But if you're not ready for that step, you can definitely head on over to my free Facebook group. This is where you'll learn all the strategies behind lead generation and actually getting fully booked with your high-end five-star clients. Those are the clients that you really, really want to work with, right? We've got boundaries. We need to make sure that we say no to those, to working with those people that don't light us up and yes to the type of people that are fun to work with. Those are your five-star clients. So once you join my free Facebook group, that's the six-figure conscious entrepreneur community over on Facebook, you can search for that, you'll have access to various free trainings that I only give in my private group. So the thing is, is all you have to do to join is just head on over to Facebook and then you can just search uh, six-figure conscious entrepreneur community. Okay, so the, the conscious part is because I have a strong belief that we have to be aware of our feelings and our energy and who we're being. This to me means more than the strategies. And that's why I named it that because it's, it's a big focus of the type of people that join my free group. A big focus of, uh, you know, these people, uh, you know, they, they are more spiritual. They are more aware of their feelings and what's going on around them. And they're more aware that they are a solution provider. And, and they really want to genuinely help people. And we are a community that help each other too. So come on over. I will see you on the other side. And um, also uh, see you in the next podcast. This week's episode was jam-packed with great content and now it's time for you to take massive action. Make sure to schedule your strategy session with yours truly and also visit fearlesspursuits.com where you can subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And while you're at it, if you found the show valuable, we'd appreciate a five-star rating on iTunes too. Or if you simply tell a friend about the podcast, that helps too. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. This is your fearless online business coach, Sharon Koenig. Thanks for listening. Now go out and be fearless so you can change the world.